Well, as I begin, I was reflecting on this year, this past year, uh, myself, and, uh, you know, as, as I have done occasionally in appreciating and making mention of different individuals um, who have stood out in different ways, I wanted us to take a moment to show appreciation and gratitude to our senior pastor, Pastor Nick Stavropoulos. Thank you, Pastor Nick. This kind of stuff makes him uncomfortable, but that, that's okay. Um, I don't think you'd be able to find anyone as compassionate, caring, who takes the time. Um, so, yes, thank you. And so, Pastor Nick, we thank you. We are grateful that you are our shepherd, and we are grateful for your example in ministry. Thank you. Well, this year, it is time to clean up. We are going to clean up for the new year. You know, at the start of the year, well, all throughout the year for myself, Pastor Nick asked last night in his message, what are you passionate about? I love, I don't know if it's a sickness or something, but I love to clean. I, I just, I love things organized. I love how it looks when it's done. Sometimes after I finish, I'll just stand there. Because I know it's only going to be like five minutes, right? Until it gets dirty again. So I, I just want to admire my work. A and then it can just you know, whatever happens, happens. But I love to clean. There's something about cleaning for me that relaxes me because I feel like when things are clean, when they're organized, when they're put where they need to go, when they have a home, I just feel like my mind is clear. There's no clutter. I can work properly. I'm more productive. I can get things done. I don't have to worry about it. Does anyone else, does anyone else like that? Okay so, okay, so I'm not alone in this. So especially when it comes to a new year, this is the time where I'm like, okay, this is going to set the, the tone of the year for me, right? So at the beginning of the year, I like to do a good deep cleaning. So I would take down all the Christmas stuff, I'd clean, you know, wash the blankets, you know, do all of these kind of things because for me, it's like, it's the new year, it's a new start, fresh slate, I just want everything to be good. So again, I don't know if that's a sickness or something, but others of you have it as well. So, you know, we're, we're in this together. So um, here, here's a tip before we get into the message. What I have found that works for me, because obviously I don't have time to be, you know, cleaning every single day or whatnot, but I have found that just tidying up, you know, before you go to bed or at some point in the day, just a little tidy up, put things away, helps so that it's not a big mess at the end of the week or, you know, the end of two days. So there's a, there's a little tip for you, okay? Make things easier to manage. So... When we are getting ourselves ready for a new year, and, you know, when we're talking about cleaning, per se, sometimes cleaning may take a long time. Sometimes it may take a short amount of time. It depends on how much needs to be cleaned. But today, we're going to take 30 minutes to clean up for the new year. Is that okay with you? We're going to take 30 minutes, and we're going to clean up for the new year. So let's pray.
Father, we thank you so much for who you are. We thank you, God, for your faithfulness in 2022 and over the years. And we thank you for the wonderful things that you have in store for 2023. And so, God, may you bless your people. May you speak to us. May you help us as we get ourselves ready for this new year. We thank you, oh God, for all that you have in store. Help us open up our minds and hearts and speak to us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. The same way that I enjoy and some of you enjoy cleaning your homes is the same way I believe it's important that we constantly take inventory and clean our lives and our spiritual lives. And there are times where our spiritual lives need a deep cleaning, and then there are times where it just may need a little tidying up right? But regardless, it's important that we clean ourselves and make sure that we are ready for the things that God has for us. I am really embarrassed to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you this. Our couch at home is shedding, and it is dying, Yes, it, it is one of those like fake leather, you know, those fake leather um, material. And so over time, after sitting on it, after putting things on it, it starts to crack and it starts to, you know what I'm talking about? It starts to peel away. Okay, so at home, it's starting to peel away. In fact, it's, you know, half of it is pretty bad. And then the other half that like no one sits on is perfect. It's like in perfect condition. And so not only am I embarrassed to have people over because of this, but every time you sit down and then you get up, the little pieces of leather fall on the floor, and then if you don't clean them up, guess what happens? They go all over. So I will find pieces in the kitchen, in the bedroom, on the bathroom floor, and you already know how I am when it comes to that, right? We talked about the socks, the lint from the socks last year. Remember that? Okay, so you know how I'm feeling about this. Um, I think we have a picture, and again, I'm embarrassed to show you this. Don't judge me, but I'm going to show you my couch. Yeah, so as you can see, poor me, it's really bad, right? So that's our couch. It's pretty bad. The one half is perfect. The other half uh, is, is, pretty, is pretty bad. Uh, we just haven't found uh, something that we like and that's comfortable, so that's why we just kept this one so far. So it's very comfortable. So the pieces go everywhere and it makes a mess. So if we don't vacuum up and clean up after those pieces fall, they just continue to accumulate and accumulate. And some of the pieces are huge, some are very tiny, but they go all over the place. So I am constantly vacuuming. Hence why I have the vacuum here. In the same way as how the little pieces from the couch go all over and need to be constantly clean, we also need to clean up for the new year by vacuuming up our worries, our fears, and our doubts. There are so many worries, 
fears and doubts that creep into our minds, that creep into our lives. And over time, if we don't deal with them, if we just allow them to continue to accumulate and accumulate, it gets to the point of being so overwhelming and unmanageable in our lives. And this year, I want to encourage you to clean up by asking the Lord to help vacuum up those worries, those fears, those doubts in your life. We need to give God all of them. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, it tells us, give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Give God all of the worries that you have. I know that many of you, many of us, worry. There are some things that just cause us to worry, even though God tells us over and over and over not to worry, to trust him. There are still things that we worry about as human beings. But this year, I want to encourage you to give God the worries that you have, the worries that you have about your family, the worries that you have about your children and your grandchildren, the worries that you have about your finances, about your job security, the worries that you may have about the future, the worries that you have, we should give to God. Give it to him. And when we talk about giving God our worries, that simply means that we are releasing them in God's hands and we're saying, God, I trust you enough to allow you to deal with that. I trust you enough so that I don't have to lose sleep at night. I trust you enough so that I don't have to go out of my way and try to force something to happen. I trust you enough to take care of all of the things that concern me today. I trust you, Lord, when we give God all of those worries. God also wants to help to take away those fears in our life that hold us back. A few weeks ago, Pastor Nick gave us um, some examples of some common fears that people have and, and, and the things that, um, the names that go with them. And some of you might identify with those fears. There are so many different fears that we can have as human beings. And oftentimes, Fears stem because of an experience that we had or because of something we've witnessed or seen. So someone who may be afraid of water may have that fear because they had a near-death experience. Maybe they drowned. Maybe they witnessed one of their family members drowning, something like that. We often have those fears because of what we have experienced or because of what we've seen someone else experience. Does that make sense? And so God tells us over and over and over, and I believe it's about 365 times that the Bible makes some sort of mention about do not fear. Don't be afraid. There is no need for us to fear and worry when we have the King of Kings on our side, when we have God with us. You see, God tells us, do not be afraid, do not worry, and we don't have to be afraid because when God is on our side, he is all that we need. When God is fighting for us, when God is on our team, we know that we are on the winning team. Amen? And so, my friends, this year, may you allow your worries, your fears, and your doubts 
to be vacuumed up as you give them over to God. And when it's vacuumed up, it means that we're not going back into the vacuum to take them out. We're leaving them in God's hands and we're throwing them away. Amen? How many of you have more than one Bible in your house? Anybody have more than one Bible in their house? All right. Most of us as Christians probably do have at least one, if not more than one, Bible in our house. The problem is when we have multiple Bibles in our homes, and and even maybe just the one Bible that you have, is that often it gets left on a shelf, it gets left on a coffee table, it gets hidden away in a drawer, and we forget to use it, right? It, It can, sometimes, hopefully you don't, but sometimes it can, right? And so it is important this year as we clean up for this new year that we dust off our Bible. Dust off your Bible. Don't allow the Word of God to just sit on a shelf. Don't allow the Word of God to be hidden away in a drawer or to sit on and decorate some coffee table. Open up the Word of God and use it. The Word of God is beneficial to us when we open it and we study it, when we open it and we declare it, when we open it and we share it, when we open it and we live it out, then the Word of God is alive in our lives. It is able to change and to transform us. The Word of God is one way in which God communicates who He is to us. It is a way that we can get to know God. We can understand His will for our life. We can understand why on earth we exist. We can understand where all of this came from. We can understand where we're going after this life. We can understand who God is more and more when we read and we study the Word of God. Don't allow it to just sit on a shelf. The Word of God is active. It is alive. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says, For the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates. Listen to this. It goes right through us. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Even though the Word of God was written many, many years ago, it is still active and alive. It is still relevant more than ever, and it is still able to change and to transform us. Allow the Word of God to help you It is able to give us wisdom and direction. It is able to give us guidance. It is able to give us encouragement and peace. It is able to allow us to have a deeper understanding and relationship of God when we take the time to open his word and study it and understand it more and more. God's word is something that we need to make a daily part of our lives. The same way that most of us try to eat regularly each day is the same way that we should be diving in and being spiritually fed. 
And, and my fear is that there are so many people who are walking around spiritually hungry. And God is saying, you don't have to be hungry. Here is my food. Here is my food. Because man cannot live by bread alone. We need to make the word of God a regular part of our lives. And, and here's something that I want to say, and I think it, it might just be preference for me, but with technology and with the advance of technology, it is so easy for us to be able to pull up the Bible on our phone, on our computer, on our tablet. We can take it anywhere we go. We can have it available to us. We can even have it read to us. Did you know that? Like on certain apps or, or websites, it, it can just read itself to us. But to me... And, and, and that's fine if you do that. But to me, there is something about having a physical Bible in hand. There is something about being able to turn the pages and, and writing and reading and highlighting in the Word of God. There's something about being able to still know where to find books in the Bible and not just click on that. There is something about holding the Word of God and understanding how holy it is. And so, my friends, although I want to encourage you to take your phones, use your tablets, use your computers, do all of that, don't neglect the physical Bible because there's something about holding it. There's something about witnessing as you carry it to church, as you walk with it in public to declare, I am a Christian and I believe in the Word of God. May you continue to allow the word of God to change your life. May you allow it to, to just wash over you and to help you. And as I mentioned last night, there are so many Bible studies and small groups that we have available. And if you are not already part of one, this is my plea to you, join one. Join one, not for my benefit, not for others' benefit, but for your benefit, for your spiritual growth and enrichment. Join a Bible study, join a small group, because it is there that we are able to discuss. It is there that we are able to teach one another and learn from each other. It is there that we're able to ask questions and get to know God's word more and more. And our Bible studies are not only for adults, but we have teaching available for our young adults, for our youth, for our children. And this is the foundation that we need in this world. And so plug in and get involved. It is important that we understand God's word because when we understand God's word, we're able to interpret it correctly and we're able to live it out the way God intended for it to. For second Timothy. 2 verse 15 tells us, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. So may you be encouraged to continue to dust off your Bible and dive in to God's word this year. Memorize scripture, commit it, study it, meditate on it, talk about it, whatever you need to do. This is God's love letter to us. Amen? Amen. 
My husband and I use our dishwasher regularly. And I'm not really a fan of washing dishes, but, you know, we, we often use the dishwasher, especially, you know, after cooking and there's, you know, a lot of dishes that are used. And so sometimes it's just easier to put them in the dishwasher. But here's the thing that I'm sure you who use dishwashers know. If there is food left over on your dishes or in your pots, what do you need to do before you put them in the dishwasher? You need to rinse them off, right? I think that's what you said, right? Okay, all right, I'm not sure. But, but if you choose not to rinse them off, what, what do you think would happen? Cindy, you're a very intelligent lady. What do you think would happen? Okay, so if there's a lot of food, it doesn't come off, so it stays on there. And so your dishes not only come back to you dirty, but what ends up over time happening to the dishwasher? It gets clogged. It gets clogged. It gets blocked. It, it, it can't um, wash properly and it can't do its job because of all the food remnants left over. So it is important that we rinse off all those dirty um, things left over from our food and throw them away, right? Before putting your dishes into the dishwasher, you should rinse them off. All the plates and uh, cups and dishes and pots, whatever it needs. In the same way that we rinse off the dishes to get off the excess food and things so that it doesn't clog our dishwasher or doesn't come back to us dirty, way that we need to rinse away unforgiveness in our life. Rinse away unforgiveness in your life as we clean up for this new year. Rinse away the unforgiveness that is still sticking to you. The things that are still being held onto. Because over time, when we allow it to build up without being rinsed away, what happens? It blocks the things in our life. It blocks God's move in our life. It blocks God's forgiveness in our life. It blocks God working in and through us. It blocks blessings coming our way. It is a hindrance that continues to build up and it clogs the things and the channels for God to move and to work through. We cannot expect God to forgive us unless we are willing to forgive others. Did you know that? We cannot expect that God is going to forgive us when we do not want to forgive others. In fact, Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15 tell us just that. And listen to this. This is not my words. It's the word of God. It says, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others... Your father will not forgive your sins. Do you see that? Do you see how vital and important it is for us to be willing to forgive others? Now, I want to say that does not mean that that just totally gives them a free pass from what they have done. 
especially when they have hurt you deeply, when they have done such wrong that has caused, you know, years of repercussions or, or pain or disappointment or whatever it may be. That does not give them a free pass. But what is important to understand is that we also need to allow God to do his thing. And when we leave that in God's hands, he will take care of them. He will take care of what they need. But when we choose to forgive, we are rinsing away all of the things that can cause that clog and back up in our lives, that can cause that block so that God can move in and through us, so that God can see that we are a clean vessel, so that God can use us and he can forgive us. Because as I said, we cannot expect that God is going to forgive when we are not willing to forgive others. My friends, as you start this new year, may you start with a clean slate. May you start with a light heart. May you start with peace in your life, knowing that you have released it, that you have rinsed away any unforgiveness that you are holding on to, and that you are giving it over to God. Rinse away unforgiveness towards your spouse. Rinse away unforgiveness towards your son or daughter. Rinse away unforgiveness that you may be holding on to towards your parents. Rinse away unforgiveness that you may continue to be holding on to against your coworkers or neighbors, maybe even against your brother or sister in Christ. Whoever it may be, choose to rinse away that unforgiveness. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 tells us, Therefore, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily hinders our progress. We don't want anything this year to hinder our progress. We don't want anything to hinder our spiritual growth. We don't want anything to hinder our relationship with God. And so choose to rinse it away and get rid of it. For Christmas, one of the things that I bought my husband was a sports jersey that he wanted. He had said he didn't want anything for Christmas, and I wasn't prepared to get him anything. But I saw, I saw one of these sports jerseys that were on sale because, you know, the World Cup was over, right? So, you know, got a good deal. You know, I, I get excited on good deals. Uh, so that's another thing I'm passionate about, good deal. So I saw this on sale, and it was half price, and so I thought, okay, he's not going to know. I'm going to save some money. We'll do it. So I gave him this as a Christmas present. Now, Sunday was a busy day for us, and so we opened our presents on Monday. Of course, he saw it. He was excited. He loved it, and he wanted to wear it right away. Okay, great, no problem. He was wearing it, and we ate something, and one of the things that he likes is ketchup. He likes to, to eat that with a, a lot of things, and so he goes to, you know, just spray it out of the bottle, and it's a white jersey, by the way. Oh, it's like a t-shirt jersey thing, um, and guess what happened? Well, his aim is really good, because it didn't go on the plate, but it all ended up on his shirt right? So of course, you know, I'm trying to be very patient, you know, brand new Jersey, just bought it. And so I figure, you know, let me 
you know, try to start treating the stain so that it doesn't set in and it's easier to get out when you try to treat it right away. You know what I'm saying? Instead of leaving it, letting it sit, and then it's harder for it to get out. So we, we tr treated it and thankfully all is well. It was able to come out. It was okay. There was a happy ending. But I tell you that because in the same way that we need to treat those stains that set in is the same way that we need to ask the Lord to help wash away our sins. As you clean up for this year, may you choose to ask God to help wash away the sin and the stains in your life. The things that you have allowed to sit for so long and haven't dealt with. The stains from your past. The stains from before you even became a Christian. The stains from 2022. Ask the Lord to treat those stains and to wash them away. Because we know, as the songwriter says, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood of Jesus can wash us white as snow. We need the Lord to help us. The Bible speaks of our sins being washed away, and that means that we are forgiven, that we can experience that complete and total forgiveness from the Lord. But here's the problem. We cannot do it ourselves. We cannot treat those stains ourselves. We need God to come and to wash them out and clean us up. We need God to do that. Jesus is the only one who was able to come and to take our place so that he died on our behalf, taking upon him the sins of the world, sins he did not commit, so that we could be forgiven. Jesus gave his life so that he could give us ours we are able to experience that forgiveness because of God's sacrifice on our behalf. David, the psalmist and king, wrote of his need for his sins to be washed away. In Psalm 51, verse 7, he beautifully writes in his prayer of repentance, Purify me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. It is only by God's blood that we can be washed whiter than snow. Our sins, which once defiled us, can be washed away and gone. By the grace that God has given us through Jesus Christ, we no longer have to experience that spiritual corruption, that old life, but when we are in him, he declares that we are a new creation. And when we are a new creation, we have a new beginning. The old has gone and the new has come. This year, as we clean up for the new year, one of the most important decisions that we can ever make is the decision to put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. The decision to ask God to come in and clean us up. 
Because we need a deep cleaning. We need a deep cleaning, and we need God to do it. We need him to make us new. We need him to wash away our sins. We need him to help us to live out in different ways those things that I've talked about. We need God's help. We cannot do it ourselves. But here's the good news. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful. He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God is faithful. He is willing, he is ready, and he wants to. All we need to do is to call upon him, truly sorry and repentant for the things that we have done, and ask him to come into our life. Ask him to take control. Ask him to help us. My friends, the same way that I believe that we should have our homes neat and in order is the way that we need to have our spiritual lives in order with God. We need to make sure that our spiritual lives are clean and free of the things that hold us back and block our relationship with God. The Bible tells us that we are a temple of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit indwells in us as believers, and if the Holy Spirit is dwelling in us, then he needs a clean place to live. And it is important that we allow him to have that clean space, that clean heart, that clean life, that cleanness, that we can have him move and work in and through us. If you have not accepted Jesus as your Savior and Lord, there is no better time than on the first day of 2023, where you can truly say, God, I commit my life to you. God, I commit this year to you. God, come and help me so that I can clean up for this new year and for the rest of my life. May your desire be, create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. Create in me a clean heart, and renew a right spirit within me. My friends, this year, may we clean up. May we clean up and ask the Holy Spirit to help us in every way that he can so that we are a clean vessel and we are ready for the things that God is going to do this year. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you, God, for all that you have done in our lives, for the blessings that you have bestowed upon us, for the ways that you have kept us and have watched over us and have been faithful. You have been so good over and over again. And Lord, as we begin this new year, we pray that you indeed would create in us a clean heart, 
that you would create in us a clean home for your spirit to dwell and that you would be pleased and you would be honored and glorified in everything that we say, in everything that we do, in how we live our lives, oh God. May you truly be honored and glorified. And Father, I pray for each one that indeed you would help to vacuum up the worries, the fears, and the doubts that we carry, that you would help us to dust off our Bibles and regularly dive into your word, to feast on your word, and to be full, oh God, of your scripture. Father, may you indeed help us, oh God, help us to rinse away the unforgiveness that we are still holding on to. Help us to rinse away unforgiveness from uh, the past, from this past year, from many years ago, whatever it may be. May you help us to release it into your hands and to rinse it away. And above all, God, may you wash our sins away. May you give us a good deep cleaning and remove the stains of sin because we know that it is only by you that we are able to experience that deep cleaning, that sin that is washed away, and we are able to be made new in your image and in your sight. And so we thank you, God, for who you are. We commit ourselves to you anew and afresh. Have your way in our lives, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. My friends, today, on this first day of 2023, we have the privilege of celebrating our faith together as children of God, as brothers and sisters in Christ. The Lord himself ordained this holy sacrament, the sacrament of the Lord's Supper of communion that we partake in. He commanded his disciples to partake of the bread and drink, emblems of his broken body and shed blood. This is his table. The feast is for his disciples. Let all those who have with true repentance forsaken their sins and have believed in Christ unto salvation draw near and take these emblems and by faith partake of the life of Jesus Christ to your soul's comfort and joy. Let us remember that it is the memorial of the death and passion of our Lord, also a token of his coming again. Let us not forget that we are one at one table with the Lord. In just a moment, we will partake in the Lord's Supper together. And I want to encourage you to celebrate your faith as we partake together. If you have truly repented of your sins, you are trusting in Jesus, you are a child of God and you are part of the family of God, then you are welcome at his table. You are welcome to partake. And so I encourage those of you who are here in the sanctuary to get your communion elements if you have not yet done so. Those of you online, please, you can get a non-alcoholic drink and bread and cracker and let us sing. Let us sing. Please stand. Jesus, keep me 
to be seated. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the privilege that is ours to draw near to your cross. And as we prepare our minds, our hearts, our spirits to receive the Lord's Supper, Father, we pray that you would help us to receive it in the right spirit, in the right mindset, with the right attitude. May you indeed help us, O oh God, to reflect on the sacrifice that you have made on our behalf. We thank you that because you gave your life, we can live and live abundantly. We thank you that we can experience what true forgiveness means, what true love means, what assurance of salvation and eternal life means, oh God. We thank you that we can live in the peace and comfort of knowing that your Holy Spirit indwells in us, that you are with us, oh God, and we do not have to fear. And so, Lord, as we celebrate our faith together, may you turn our eyes upon you and help us, oh God, to thank you for who you are and all that you have done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.